Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And not Abby Tyshurst this week. Uh, she is off in Spain uh, watching Barcelona against Real Madrid and other things, being part of a record-breaking crowd. So uh, uh, unfortunately, she can't join us this week. So do not adjust your computer, anyone who's browsing. This is not Abby Tyshurst. This is Steve Gab. How are you doing, Steve? Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you very much for stepping into the breach, uh, the man that Tom relentlessly calls the voice of reason in our WhatsApp group. I can disprove that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, you ha- your reputation precedes you on this one. So hopefully, uh, yeah, you can keep it all very sensible. Tom, you look like you're already poised to ask uh, Steve's opinion on something. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to ask your opinion. Um, oh, yeah. How many goals do you think Abby missed? Oh yeah, good point. well. To be fair, it's uh, it's normally us that miss uh, critical events. So uh, she was, yeah, <laughs> we were actually watching the game and missed a red card. So she was, uh, yeah, her missing the goals. She may have done, but uh, there's plenty there. She must have seen at least one. Or yeah, two. You, you would hope so. She's gone all that way. She needs to see a, a couple. Yeah, the uh, the pictures she's sending looks really good. So I hope you're having a good time, Abby. I'm sure you're listening. So uh, yeah, and we'll have you back next week. But yeah, Steve making his pod debut this week. Um, when you tell um, everyone sort of, because you, you have a, a, a couple of, uh, well, one in particular role in, in local football. You're one of the um, fixture administrators for the Hellenic League. Is that correct? That's right. I do the fixtures for the Hellenic Division 2s, which sort of sit outside the non-league system. So nominally step seven, but not quite. So um yeah, so that goes, stretches from Herefordshire all the way up to Berkshire. So, um, yeah, four separate leagues uh, with lots of ground shares. So it makes it very interesting. How did you get into yes. that? Yeah, <laughs> I basically saw an advert on the Hellenic website. They were looking for someone to do it um, because their leagues at that level were increasing. So they needed someone to do it. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd step in and do that. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, how many of the... Uh, teams in the four divisions have you been to because uh, um, <laughs> people might may or may not know but Steve certainly within the footballer Berkshire group is the premier ground topper I believe uh, yeah. you've been to over dreadful using that word ground topper isn't it I know yeah oh, it has such such connotations these days yeah exactly. at least with me anyway <laughs> but yeah I've, I've been to quite a few especially in the east nearby uh, yes. and to be fair it helps me know where they are I know you can yeah. look on a map, but you can get a really good idea of which teams are closer to each other. So uh, if you can drive it, yeah, that'd be a. Yeah. So yeah. when you send Newbury to Hereford Lads Club Reserves on Boxing Day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do try and avoid that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very good. Very good. Well, I'm sure um, you have just sort of um, calmed down from the uh, emphatic result last night. The first point uh, we're going to be talking about today is Wales C against England C. Wales running out triumphant winners 4-0. Um, we uh, mentioned this again because, uh, Steve, you are you follow the Welsh uh, uh, football teams and uh, yeah, big supporter of them. So uh, um, this fixture... Were you expecting that to happen? And was that sort of uh, uh, what you kind of expected or was that a bit of a surprise in terms of the uh, result? I think a massive surprise, I think, because they've, they've played each other, I think, five or six times now. And this is the first time Wales have even won, I think. so. And even the manager of the Wales team after the game said he was surprised. So <laughs> <laughs> that probably tells its own story. But um, it does make you feel as if maybe the England players were expecting an easier ride than they yeah, got because it's four nil at half time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, done at half time. So for those uh, most people who listen to the pod, England C is uh, a team made up of the sort of well, it used to be the amateur uh, players, but now it's sort of more um, conference players, I guess, and not all of those are amateurs. So it's a non-league um, England team. Is what um, what is the is it the same in Wales? Uh, the England C. Well, sorry, England yeah. C, the Wales C team. Is that the same sort of setup? Is it all? Yeah, it's, it's essentially everyone for, who plays in the Welsh Premier. So a lot of those may even be semi-pro. Mm. Um, the only there's only a couple that aren't, and and they all have to be the Welsh players that play in the Welsh Premier as well, because obviously okay. there's English players who play in um, uh, in in the in the Welsh Premier, uh, and they also don't pick uh, Dave Edwards or Jazz Richards, I think, who play in the Welsh Premier because they've played for the Welsh national team, so the, the actual Wales national team, so they're kind of excluded. Um, so, yeah, the pool of players isn't that large compared to the England one. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, they've done fantastically well. Uh, there's a 1,500 crowd there as well in Carnarvon. Uh, uh, wow. So, that's pretty so impressive. Some, yeah. yeah, very impressive. And, yeah, very good to see sort of, I don't know if the, uh, the pinnacle of the uh, non-league game is quite the right word, but certainly a high level of non-league game, getting a lot of um, uh, interest both from this side yeah. of the border and in Wales. Yeah, really yeah. good. Cause I feel it's the Welsh team that feel like they've got a lot more to prove than the England uh, the England lads. Because, you know, it does get a bit of a slating sometimes, the Welsh uh, league system. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, yeah. worth remembering. It's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, as you're on, you might have an insight into this, and I'm just throwing this on you because uh, yeah. and it might uh, uh, you might have no insight whatsoever. So we might have to uh, cut this bit out. But um, you notice uh, Merthyr are in one of the divisions that are um, uh, that Bracknell might be heading into next year. Yeah. Um, towards the bottom end of it, um, so yeah. they uh, they're they're in danger of relegation. Uh, but there's a lot of talk about them potentially coming out of the English system altogether and heading back to Wales. Now, is that something that is uh, been happening in perpetuity, or is it um, is it just at the moment? Or and how much truth would there be to that sort of uh, um, idea? Well, Colwyn Bay in North Wales did it about twelve months ago, maybe a couple of years ago. So they they were in the English system up north in the northwest, and and then they left the English system and joined Wales, and they seem to be doing well. They're getting massive crowds and. Um, and enjoying it. It's a bit of a change of scenery. I suppose for Merthyr, it's just whether they'd want to, um, whether they want to play a local derby against Barry and play against the Welsh teams or travel down to Swindon or even places like Bracknell, which I doubt mm. they'd find that glamorous, really. <laughs> um, so, 
yeah but i think a lot it's a lot of people have their own opinions about what they should do but ultimately yeah. it's for mirtha to, to decide themselves you know it should be of their course. decision and their fans decision to decide what to do so it's um yeah yeah, absolutely. But, It'd be good to see them thrive wherever they go because I mean they're a club with such history uh, in the in the English system, and uh, yeah. yeah. So wherever they end up, it, it would be uh, great to see them sort of get some mm. big crowds and uh, whichever is best for them. Tommy, yeah. look poised to interrupt. <laughs> you can just tell now. Go on. Um, I I am curious to know uh, how far away Steve is from the Wales Sea Squad. Uh, I, know, I know he had a youth football career in Wales, so uh, I just want to. I also want him to pronounce the name of the team that he played for, just for my own future reference. What, Lanswick Major. I see. I would have gone with a K, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's the English version. Ah, well. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, a great win for Wales. See there, and uh, yeah. As for Mirtha, we watch this space as uh, as uh, and see what um, next season may hold for them. Excellent fanzine, if I remember as well, Steve. D- Dial M for Mirtha. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it was any, having said good fanzine, good name. Whether it was any good yeah. or not, I, I think it was yeah. quite good. But um... if you want to see curry shop reviews in Mirtha, it's a great resource <laughs> for that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly what the High Street holds. Then uh, yeah. <laughs> get into that brilliant but uh one of the teams they might be playing next season is Bracknell Bracknell as we mentioned most weeks they confirmed their uh, promotion last week and this season uh this weekend sorry just gone they um got their hands on the Isbian Division South Central Trophy uh and did it at home after a 5-0 win against uh Chalfont St Peter pretty emphatic there and um yeah Another uh, Bobby Wilkinson's Bracknell go marching on. Uh, Steve, again, I'm going to come to you here. You've probably seen Bracknell more than anyone in the uh, pod over the last few seasons. Uh, kind of followed them home and away over the last uh, over the last few years. What do you make of this Bracknell side, and how do you think they might fare at step three? It's funny they're a bit different to some of the sides that have played. Obviously, they're step four, but um, mm-hmm. you know a lot of the sides they've had in the past at step for five have had a lot more flair and a lot more sort of attacking intent but but this side the 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 main thing you take away from watching Bracknell I find is just that they're they're just incessant they just don't stop running and closing down you you what their opposition barely get the barely are able to control the ball and make a pass they almost have to play first time whatever they do so Bracknell just totally stop the other side playing and once they do get the ball it isn't long ball or direct. It's just that they get the ball forward so quickly and like with such quality as well. It's not just a case of hoofing it into the channels. It is going somewhere. There is intent and they know what they're doing. So so not only are they they don't they seem to work harder and are fitter than the opposition, because all the all the times all the teams of step four are, you know, they're all really uh, you know, trying their best. <laughs> but yeah. you just can't live with this Bracknell side because not only they work harder, not only are they fitter. They're also more talented as well than, than their opposition in most cases. So, yeah, it's just incessant. It must be horrible to play against. Absolutely, yeah. They uh, <laughs> replied to us, or the owner, in fact, replied to us after uh, last week's pod. We said we mentioned that it might be a, a little bit of a disappointment that they uh, oh, yes. uh, didn't didn't uh, go on much of a cup run. But uh, Kane actually replied to uh, our, us on social media and said, well, look, the main reason we weren't prioritising any cup competitions this year is because of what happened in the last two years. They've been um, 
looking to get promoted or, or and certainly very much in contention to be promoted over the last two seasons. Uh, but the seasons have ended. So as far as they're concerned, they wanted to get to the uh, the number of games required uh, if, if the season gets curtailed, that uh, they still have enough um, uh, the season completed to justify promotion. So, uh, yeah, fair enough. Absolutely. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. A really good... People are greedy, though, aren't they? People always want more. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> even when you're winning the title with barely letting yeah. in a goal. Exactly. <laughs> of, oh, this side's quite good. You know, you, you look at it and you think this side's good enough now yeah. to be, you know, playing, getting the FA Cup round one, even if they have a good draw and a, yeah. and a bit of luck. They're a good team. They're that, they're that good. Um, I think, but you I think can't they, deny what they've done. Absolutely. No, completely. no, no. And and I think when I, to be perfectly honest, when I when I mentioned when I said that last week, I'd completely forgotten about two curtailed seasons. <laughs> I'd, I'd completely forgotten about that as an actual thing that had happened, and just was folk just just yeah, which I suppose in some ways is good, but also slightly negligent on my part. Mm. <laughs> absolutely. No, I mean it. It makes perfect sense, and it was really nice to hear from Kane and uh, get a response. Um, and we had a few interactions from Bracknell uh, fans and uh, and the club as well uh, over the past week. So great to hear from them. Um, but yeah, like you say, that fitness has got to stand them in good stead for step three. How do you think they might um, perform next season? They're obviously early days and you don't know who's going to be there or, or whatever uh, come the start of the 22-23 season. But how do you think they might get on at step three? I imagine they'll just continue where they left off. I mean, I can't imagine they'll be as dominant next season mm. and they'll have to spend... It depends on how well resourced the teams that they're going to be in the league with them are at step three. But I think mm. most what's probably most interesting for people who follow Bracknell is we're likely to have some away followings, some more significant away followings. You know, there's some decent big teams up in there in that league so um you know even teams like Merthyr and uh mm. I think there's like Salisbury and uh and a few others so you know we could have some good uh good away crowds coming into Berkshire they might have to yeah deal with some ch- with louder chanting from the opposition and things like that it'll, <laughs> it'll be interesting absolutely yeah no, there's a couple of uh, teams that have been in the um Conference South in recent history, you know. It's, I yeah. mean, obviously, it's only one step uh, step below the Conference South now. So, Gosport Borough and uh, Hayes and Yedding, Super Mare, Western Super Mare, oh. exactly. Yeah, that's so, good ground. That's a that's few, good ground. It yeah, is, and Truro, in fact, as well. Uh, oh, yeah, been there. Been there. Been there. I, they have played Bracknell before. Th- those two, those sides. Um, I, I think down Truro. Actually, I think Truro are actually playing in Plymouth Parkway at the moment. So uh, yeah, I think they are, which is. Yeah. Is it, it's unfortunate or <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just people who like a long trip. Yeah, exactly. You don't get to go to the Truro ground, but you do probably cut an hour off an already long journey on that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, are there any particular grounds that you've, let's we say you've followed Bracknell or both of you two, in fact, have followed Bracknell quite a bit uh, over the, uh, over the years. Is there any particular grounds you're looking forward to in anywhere you'd want to tick off um, next season? If we say that they're probably going to go to the Southern uh, League Premier Division South, um, obviously the makeup of the league is uh, to be decided. But if they are in that division, anyone in particular that tickles your fancy on uh, for an away day? Um, I think Tom's right there, mentioning Western Supermare because it's a proper ground there. Yeah, it's a proper yeah. football ground. Mm. And Western Supermare is a lovely place to spend a weekend in November, or I'm sure that's <laughs> when <laughs> Ratner will end up playing there. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, a few on the south coast as well, isn't, isn't there? And um, 
Okay. There's also a trip to Salisbury, which apparently has a nice, nice cathedral. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So just, I, uh, yeah, don't, enough, don't spend any time in any coffee houses when you're there. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Funnily enough, I have, I've been to quite, looking at that, the makeup of that division, I've been to quite a lot of those grounds because, from when Bracknell were previously in the Southern League. Um, I've probably been to 50% of the grounds. Um, fun, arguably, though, the, possibly the closest one to me is, uh, that I haven't been to is Hartley Whitney so that might be oh, quite right. a good one to go to I've, I've, for some reason we drive through Hartley Whitney a lot and I've never been I've no idea where the ground is oh yeah I've been to that one that's uh, a, yeah. a nice little setup they were in the same division as um, uh, in the when they were in the I think it was the combined counties they were in the same division as Windsor when they got promoted mm. they'd been denied promotion a couple of years and I went to see Hartley Whitney against uh, Windsor and uh, my main recollection is the Burning sensation on my retinas as Hartley Whitney playing Luther <laughs> Orange. The Windsor had their green and red uh, Union Jack kit playing. And I was, uh, yeah, I had to look away after about half an hour because that was, yeah, a real affront to the eyes. So, yeah. The other, um, the other ground, it's very similar, I think, to Western Supermare, but Farnborough's ground in, in the sense it's got that big, big stand at one end. Yeah. Um, Cherrywood Road is, um, if, if they don't mm-hmm. go up through the playoffs, that would be an interesting one to go to as well. Yeah. The promotion race in that division is quite t- uh, tight, so yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you still don't quite know who's going to go up. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so uh, lots for Bracknell fans to look forward to next season. Uh, but moving on onto matters that are still unresolved for this season, uh, we take a, uh, we look down to the bottom half of the combined counties Premier Division North, and uh, Tom always mentions this pod is. Uh, uh, its side name might be football in Hollyport, but we're going to talk about them again because they got a very good win. Mm. In fact, a, perhaps a, a bit of a surprise win away at Edgware Town, uh, who are at the top half of the table there. And that win actually sees them leapfrog uh, CB Hounslow at the foot of the table and uh, into a position of potential safety, shall we say, uh, at the second bottom there. Um how do we, I mean? I was at the game, so I'm happy to talk to it in a minute. But how do we how do we see the uh, um, the uh, relegation race shaping up there? I mean, Hollyport had uh, going into the game, they had five games left, two away against higher ranked sides, and three at home against sides who are sort of mid table all the way down to uh, uh, teams battling for relegation. So I think they were looking to target the three home games. So getting a win here in the away game against a very good Edgware Town. That's um, a really a real big bonus for them. Um, yeah, how do we see Hollyport's chances of survival going forward? Tommy looked poised to go. Into yeah, I I I've just been having a quick look at the fixtures, and I I I feel that there's a there's one huge game that stands out, and it's mm. Hollyport v Wokingham and Embrook. Yeah, and whilst a few weeks ago I wrote that are Wokingham and Embrook safe, and I felt sure that they were. You feel there's a little bit of momentum behind Hollyport and perhaps Wokingham are, are just looking over their shoulder, maybe a little bit. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. But that that one could be if things go Hollyport's way against Spellthorn and Reading City, that could be absolutely crucial. And you could see Hollyport leapfrog and actually be safe completely. I. You just feel like um, perhaps. I felt like Hounslow had a little bit of momentum and maybe mm-hmm. that stopped. Hollyport, I certainly feel like I have momentum and I'm not sure. I, I really, You can't call this, can you? You probably think no. Virginia Water are probably safe. Yeah. Um, so it's down, to, it's down to those three, Wokenham, Hollyport and CB Hounslow. Um, 
and, and I don't know. I don't know. Wokingham are more than capable of, like Hollyport, pulling off some decent results. Um, the odd surprising win here and there, or not surprising, but win you maybe wouldn't have expected them to do. But so are CB Hounslow. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I, Steve, you may, be, you may be fancy calling it, but I, I can't. I, I just, <laughs> no. who knows? It's that last day of the season away at Southall doesn't look too... Yeah, that's that doesn't look to, too yeah. good, does it? To have Especially to go to when points per game actually matters in I think mm. step five for teams. Yeah, because Southall look like they're finishing second, don't they? So yeah, they want to have so, it sewn up by then, really. Exactly, yeah, so yeah. three next CB three home Hounslow games are massive for them. CB Hounslow are at North Greenford on the last day. Hollyport, mm. as you say, Southall away, and Wokingham are at home to Virginia Water, which that's probably the friendliest uh, of of ties, given that that the positions of the club. So Wokingham will, will probably, you would, you would expect if Wokingham got four games left against Burnham, Egham, Hollyport and uh, Virginia Water. And you would think even if Wokingham get nothing out of Burnham and Egham, if they get something out of, if they get a point or three points from Hollyport and then Virginia Water as well, all teams that they're get finally at Wokingham should be fine. Um, it's yeah. what Hollyport do in that, in that, um, uh, just how that plays out, who knows? But, but I, f- you f- I feel a little bit like the momentum is with Hollyport. Yeah. So it's only the bottom side that go down automatically. Yes. And then the second bottom side potentially go down. But um, there's 16 divisions at that level, and essentially four of the 16 second bottom teams go down based on points per game. And currently. Hollyport are fairly high up in that in the ranking of all the second bottom teams. So, uh, should they maintain what they're doing at the moment, I think it's is and they stay off bottom spot. They should be safe being second bottom. Uh, but uh, you know that's no guarantee, obviously. But uh, yeah, they if they avoid bottom spot, and the same with working with Embrook, if they avoid bottom spot, then they should be all right. Uh, but currently, as it stands, um, CB Hounslow are bottom of the table on 22 points. Hollyport have 23, and working with Embrook on 26. Um, working with Embrook also have this uh, the best goal difference, and CB Hounslow have the worst goal difference by a long way. Uh, Seabair Hanslow also have three uh, games left to play where the other two sides have four. So sort of slightly in favour of perhaps the two Berkshire sides, but uh, yeah, you don't want to take anything for granted there. Yeah, interesting things uh, to be uh, keeping an eye on as we go into the um, final part of the season. And another team that's worth keeping an eye on at the moment because they're on a fantastic run of form is Barks County, the combined counties Div 1. Uh, Steve, you just point, point, uh, pointed out an interesting stat on the group about uh, Barks County this season. There's a key team that caught your eye in their first season at Step Six. Yeah, well, if you, it's funny if you look at Step Six. There's four. Or sorry, if you look at Division One, that combined counties league. There's four teams that have scored over a hundred goals in that league, wow. and it seems that every game, you know, you're not you're you're likely to see some goals if you watch a combined counties Division One game. Mm. And even Barks County, who are sitting, I can't remember, it's something like eighth, ninth. ninth. Yeah. Ninth is it ninth in Division One? Have during this season they've scored was it they scored one two three four five seven eight nine and ten in different games. It's only a six they're missing, I think, <laughs> and they've scored seven a couple of times as well. So yeah, yeah, and they're not even at the, you think a team that's done that would be top of the league, wouldn't you? Really, who's managed mm. to score that many goals? Yeah. But um, yeah, so no, they've scored blind. seven and eight. They scored seven in the 
and then they scored eight. And now um, it's quite apt considering they're flying. They're playing British Airways. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Very so, good. Yeah. Two hat-tricks in a row from Luke Hayden, so I'm sure they'll be expecting another one from him on Saturday. If they, if they did get six, that'd make a nice connection, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Round it off nicely. Yes. That, that is a slightly too far off the a slightly too far off the playoffs, unfortunately, or too off the top to kind of get there. But um, yeah, I'm sure they'll be happy about their first season at this level, really. Yeah, especially with the run that they've had in the FA Vars. So uh, you know, they had a really good run there, and I think coming in uh, later round, Tom, you might know. Um, yeah, uh, they... what round they're coming in uh, next season, but certainly not initially. I think it'll be second round next season. Second round. I think well. it's the second round they come in. So they'll miss the two qualifying rounds and the first round. So, yeah, there'll be three games in. A bit less cash, though. That's the only downside yeah. to that. But, um, Steve, I hadn't, no, hadn't realised that. That is astonishing that four teams have scored over 100 goals. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the division the other day. It's. Uh... It's mad. <laughs> I, I've no, I've no understanding of how regular or common that might be. No. but that seems mental. And yeah, Eversley in California in fourth are, are the only are the only team in the top five who haven't bothered to score a hundred or more goals. Which, <laughs> frankly, is you know they they should be. Why do they? T- what's the point in them turning up every week? Really? <laughs> no, yeah, it's like efficient. you have teams that are like the team is top of letting more than a goal a game. So yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry, sorry, I just mentioned Everton in California, but it was pointed out to me this week. They have had a fantastic turnaround. Having mm. just jokingly made fun of them, they've had a fantastic turnaround this season from from uh, Matt, Matt Angel, not just because he's the sponsor of this podcast, um, but has done a superb job there. Yeah, absolutely. They, they were they were sort of struggling towards the bottom of the table mm. last few seasons. And yeah, this season, looking good for a, a playoff spot. I mean, that, that's quite a, a, a hot race for that playoff um, up there with Eversley, California, Deportivo Galicia are on a good run and have, have forced their way into fifth spot at the moment. But there's also um, uh, Wallingford there, who've got a lot of games in hand, who are just behind, and and Sandhurst as well, still um, still very much in contention. So it's a really interesting race uh, going into the end of the season as to see who will get into that playoffs. Looks like uh, Rainers Lane are secure, and then one of London Lions or Hilltop will win the league. So. Uh, um, yeah, the, the all to play for still in the playoffs. Uh, anyone, anyone you uh, you fancy picking a, a a winner for the playoffs uh, this far ahead? Would it be uh, whoever doesn't get in from London Lions and Hilltop that you're you'd be backing? Go on, Steve. Answer that. Mate, I think so. It makes sense. But yeah, picking a winner is a mugs game, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Hill. I went to Hilltop earlier in the season, and it is an. Uh, a nice club. They've got strong links to the Somali community in the area. And in fact, uh, they had one player who was a Somali international. And in the last, I think it was um, this tra- uh, international window, they had one of their coaches go out and um, be part of the Somali coaching uh, setup, which is really cool. And really cool to see that there's, you know, strong links to international football, even uh, down in the combined counties Div 1. Yeah, very exciting indeed. And before we get off the Combined Counties Div 1, one team we should probably should mention, you're talking about big turnarounds recently, is uh, Woodley, Tom. Uh, oh. Woodley are having a, a really strong little, uh, strong run at the moment. They've won five of their last seven games in all competitions. And uh, the only teams they've lost to are 
uh, teams right uh, uh, battling for promotion. So I think it was Hilltop and um, uh, uh, Wallingford. And yeah, they've another team that perhaps have been sort of more towards the bottom end of the table in previous seasons, really uh, looking like they're um, uh, going to be well more than safe this season, fine in mid-table and uh, like the sort of side you wouldn't want to be playing at the moment. Uh, we know... Um, uh, one of our uh, members, Neil, was at the game on uh, Tuesday night when they beat Charvy Sports two um, one. A strong, a strong turnaround from Woodley this season. Tom, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to sort of, um, I, 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 they, they just, they, they really struggled at the start of the season, didn't they? Mm. Um, and they've, they've managed to turn it around, which is, which is really good. I'll, I'll be, they look like they've got a couple of players in uh, Kai Stubbs Elaine. He's, he's had a few clubs. I think even this season, um, but he's the sort of sort of striker that they they look like they've needed. Um, uh, I think he, he's been at Reading City, he's been at Thatcham, um, and I, th- I think both. I think he's been at both of those this season. Um, well, what the reasons for for his his moves are, I, I don't know, but um, he he's certainly a, a player. I, I've I've seen him play, and you know he's he's. I think when I saw him play for Reading City, he was he was lacking a bit of fitness, but certainly you could you could see there was a player there, and he and he certainly seems to be to be leading them uh, a little bit, doing helping them turn things around a little bit, and they've got a couple of other players in as well. Um, I have to forgive me, I'm not I haven't been following the Woodley situation all that well, and in fact, um, it was to my surprise that I noticed Charvi at bottom of the league, which I which I absolutely wasn't expecting to see. So. Um, yeah, I, I've not quite been following Division One as, as well as I, I usually would this season. But yeah, the Woodley turnaround has been has been great, and it's good to see them up there. Mm. Steve, anything you've seen uh, particularly that um, sort of interests you in the Combined Counties uh, Div One this season? A few Berkshire teams doing well, and you know, a few struggling also. Yeah, well, like you say, Woodley have turned it around. It's funny how you, they can go on such long runs of not getting anything, and then things can just turn a corner, and you can go the other way. Mm. And um, that's what what we've got now with um with Chalvi, who've gone on a pretty sort of disastrous run for um a month or two now. I'm mm-hmm. not sure they've won since December. And uh, but this weekend they're playing Cove at home, mm-hmm. so it's bottom against second bottom. So a win would take them off the bottom step. And you know Cove are, are struggling as well. Yeah, have been recently. So that's. I think it's, this is a really almost as. It is one of those must-win games now, I think, this Saturday, because I think Chalby seems to be happy with how they played against Woodley, even though they lost in midweek, you know, a narrow yeah. loss. Yeah. So, yeah, this Saturday at Burnham, it's going to be uh, Chalby against Cove. So, Yeah, certainly one, to, certainly one to look out for there. And before we come off the Command Counties, just wanted to highlight that... Um, uh, um, another good turnaround this month from uh, Langley, who uh, who uh, d- failed to win a game at all in all, all of February in any competition, but have turned that around and won every single game they played in March. So <laughs> talking about turnarounds there, Langley are also another side that seem to be uh, uh, climbing up the division away from any um, relegation worries and uh, will be comfortably in mid-table come the end of the season, I think. Yeah, nice little turnaround from them. Good, good. All right. Well, let's uh, leave it there and look forward to um, uh, the next week's fixtures or the weekend's games. Steve, you wanted to uh, highlight the uh, TVCWF uh, League Cup semi-finals. I've always, uh, I've always worried about the uh, sort of acronyms for the league. So why don't you uh, uh, talk us through them? Yeah, I'm not going to try. 
I'm not going to yeah. try, yeah, with the acronyms, but it's the Thames Valley Women's Football, where yeah. they've got the semi-final of the League League Cup, where got Badshot Lee playing Ascot United Reserves. So that's top of Division One against uh, Ascot United Reserves, who who've won Division Three East. Mm-hmm. So that's a couple of levels, but Ascot United Reserves, I think, have won every single league game this season. That's so it might be closer than people yeah. think. I think they beat. One. Remembering what Abby said previously, they beat a team in the division higher than them to get to the final. And I think, it, I think it's about five years since they lost a game. So, um, yeah. Well, it should be a, yeah, a tight <laughs> game on Saturday. And the, and the, the other games are a Berkshire tie between <clears throat> Tyler's Panthers and Mortimer. So that's two other uh, Division One clubs. So, Do you have a particular favourite there, Steve, in that, in that tie? Absolutely not. Always unbiased when it comes <laughs> to Berkshire teams. Yeah. <laughs> Just there for the football. It's the winner at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Tom, is there any particular games that you'll be looking forward to this season? Uh, so this season, this weekend? Uh, I've, I've, well, I've looked forward to all of the games this season. I think um, I know uh, a friend of the pod, Paul Smithson, has been trying to get me to uh, Reading City v Windsor at the weekend. I suspect it's going to be unlikely that I'll be able to go because, you know, running a local football website and not going to any games is just how it goes these days. Um, but I think that should be that should be quite a good one. Reading City versus Windsor. Uh, yeah. Wokingham got a good point out of Reading last weekend. Um, that could well be vital. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, that that should be that should be a good one. Windsor Windsor have sort of quietly gone about being top half. We've sort of said that maybe some of the Berkshire sides have struggled a little bit this season, but actually mm. Windsor have been up and up and about there most of the season. So um and so that that's obviously um, quite an quite an interesting one. I think Wokingham v Burnham this weekend as well. Um could be the just the final thing just I think is um is Binfield running. They're playing they've got four more games in the Isthmian League South Central and they're playing all four teams they're playing are involved in a playoff chase. Um Basingstoke, Marlow, Chertsey and Uxbridge. So they could have a big say there's a nice bit by Dave Wright on the football and Berkshire website about that yeah very uh, yeah very big teams they're playing in the run-in and Mm -hmm. every team they're playing will be uh uh looking to take the points because they're having a a, a fantastic first season at step four really they sort of kind of flown under the radar at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the season they were uh right up there in the playoff places and have maybe leveled off a little bit but they're still um towards the top end in the top half of the table and uh could be pretty uh, happy, I think, with their first season. It's step four football. Um, Steve, yeah, what do you make of uh, how Binfield have gone so far this season? Well, it's, it's been great, hasn't it? Because, you know, they've got out of the step five into into step four. And, you know, they're performing better than, say, Thatcham locally, who were perhaps a little bit more of an established step four side. Mm. So and they sort they may even be slightly disappointed they couldn't hang on to sort of the coattails and gr- gr- sneak them their way into the playoffs, really. But yeah, yeah, I think they've got a sim- similar to Barks County getting promoted into a new division. They've got to be happy with how they've gone about it and um, sort of maintained the core of players from step five and added a couple of new guys. And yeah, they're, they're doing that. They'll be really pleased with how they've gone this season. Yeah, no, very, very. Um, we were hoping that they wouldn't be uh, involved in sort of the at the wrong end of the table. You know, that's the first priority for any team that comes up, but never been anywhere near it. And uh, yeah been comfortably top half for pretty much the whole season and uh, yeah now now sitting uh, in eighth and probably looking like that's about where they're going to finish I think so yeah it doesn't matter um, what level of football it is Chris Grace can save a penalty doesn't it exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> another one on the weekend 
Yeah. Oh, yes, actually, I did see that. No, really good. Uh, uh, another. He's even giving great. penalties away himself so he can save them. He's got to keep up his, yeah, his brand as it is. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and any other games you'd be looking forward to this weekend, Steve? I'm not sure apart from those. I think it's the, that, that Chal v Cove game, which I think will very much sort of yeah. show how um, the end of the season goes. If Chalvey can win that, they nudge themselves ahead of Cove on goal difference. So that will hopefully give them a little bit of confidence going into the run-in. So yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's the big game, really. Yeah, um, no, that's a, a really big one for anyone looking to see some step six football. Good, good. All right. Um, Tom, any other business before we sort of uh, wrap up the week's um, uh, pod? Uh, no, just to finish off on, um, we've had uh, over 150 entries or nominations for the Box Football Awards so far. Um, some really great ones. Um, lots of lots of players, lots of managers. Um, I want some referees. We, we, we're a bit short on referees at the moment um, in terms of nominations. Um, and where oh, uh, and best ground as well. Um, Ascot have been nominated, and Ascot's a, a smashing ground. They've had lots of improvements over the last year. Um, but but who else can rival Ascot? That's what I want to know. So absolutely, yeah. So make sure you get all your nominations in. The uh, website is running along the bottom of the screen for those who are following the broadcast. But if not, uh, get over to footballembarkshire.co.uk and make your nominations there. Anything you want to add before you uh, we drift off, Steve? I don't think so. <laughs> no, very good. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the pod this uh, afternoon. Uh, uh, that was directed to you, actually, Steve, uh, rather than the uh, uh, the listener. So thank you very much for ably stepping in to cover uh, Abby Tysurst. Abby, I'm very sorry that we didn't have quite the women's coverage uh, that we normally do, but uh, we'll uh, we'll make sure. Uh, I'm sure you'll make up for it when you get back. But uh, yeah, so thank you very much, Steve, for stepping in. Uh, Tom, you look like you're about to pull cut in on me again. So it just um, it just occurred to me that the uh, the sponsor logo on the video part of this is obscuring Steve's Berkshire flag in the top right hand corner. Oh. <laughs> is it still on its side, Steve? Is the counter still? Yeah, absolutely. The stag. <laughs> Very good. So look for that at the local football games and you know who who might be behind mm. it. So uh, someone to talk to there. But uh, yes, thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Tom, for uh, joining. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back next week with more Berkshire Football Chats. So until then, goodbye. Bye. 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 This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davies and featured Tom Canning and Steve Gap. It was cobbled together by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. 
Creative Lifestyle Planning is a Woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.